Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Today we continue learning Hodot HaLevavot, Duties of the Heart, uh, written by Rabbi Baia Ibn Pakuda. And we're coming to the end of, of the chapter of the gate of, uh, of Bitahon, the gate of trusting God. And uh, we come here to acknowledge that we can discover the hard way that our plans are useless. is a hopeless approach to life. Or we can acknowledge that everything that Hashem does has a purpose, even if His compassion is hidden from the human eye. So it is a choice for us. It is a choice to choose Bitahon, to choose to trust in Hashem, to not only believe in Him and have faith in Him, but to trust that everything that happens in our lives is meticulously uh, designed, crafted, uh, done with love for us and looking for the best. Uh, he, he has our, our, our best at heart. He wants the best for us. And in this last chapter, Rabbi Inobaiya explores that it is that the, what derails Bitahon, what makes us go out of trusting God, and how to stop that from happening. And he explores the bankruptcy brought about by the notion of Kohive Otsem Yadi, that we think that we are in charge of the world, that we think that it's up to us, it's our responsibility. And he shows the evolution you will experience as you start to integrate the perspective of Abal Bitajon, a person that really only relies in Hashem. He, 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 he sees the hand of God in everything in his life. And this is two ways to live. One way to live is that you feel that you are in control, that it's up to you. The other one is I am not in control of anything. I just have to do the best I can, be the best I can. And I have to know that everything at the end of the day is in the hands of God. So in the previous six chapters, we explore what it means to have pitahon, what it means to be a person of, of trust and certainty in Hashem. Now we can consider what factors diminish and erode that capacity of certainty. And there is though one unique factor here that robs a person of certainty in Hashem. The, that factor is a lack of understanding and appreciation of what God really is. We have to learn to know God, know God in all His ways. The only way that we can really achieve pitahon, true trust in God, is if we know Hashem, if we come to know Him. We will never come to understand completely what Hashem, how He thinks, how he, what He wants. We know what, His will, we know what He wants through the Torah, and we know the way He wants us to behave. And this is what it means to know Hashem in all His ways. When you're put in a situation and you do the godly thing, this is to know God in His ways. But if you do what you decide, you think it's the best thing to do, then you're living up to your own uh, perspective. So you need to understand that Hashem has, first of all, concern and compassion for His creation. He really loves His creation. He really loves us. And He guards, controls, and intervenes in our lives at every instant. This is what made Abraham Avinu a God-believer, that he was the first monotheist person in the whole world. Because 
it's not that the other people didn't believe in God, that there was a God. They knew there was a God. They knew there was a big chief up there that created the world. But they thought that this God was not immersed in the world and the details of the world. And he was not in charge of the world. He, they thought he left it to the trees and to the sun and to the rock and to the river. They didn't believe that he was immersed in every little thing of the world. Abraham is the first person that looked at the stars and said, this God not only created the world, but he runs it at every instant. That's what made him unique. So Hashem controls everything in our lives. He, and you are bound and welded to him. Ultimately, you can do nothing outside his region, his design or against his design. Nothing, nobody can harm you. Nobody can do anything that Hashem doesn't allow. They're just agents of God. They're his shluchim. Whatever happens to us really is guided by Hashem. Like right now, we're all stuck home. There's this virus. And some people might think, oh, someone ate a bat or it was made in a lab. And, um, and the, the, it's China's fault and blah, 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 blah. And they can start pointing fingers of why we are having to live like this. But in reality, if we go one step further, Hashem allowed it. It doesn't matter if it came from the, 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 the market or it came from a lab or China was uh, responsible. At the end of the day, Hashem allowed it. It's his plan. And the more we see this, the better we're off. So there is another thing that can damage a person's certainty in Hashem, and that is lack of understanding of what the Torah really means. When it tells us to, to trust Hashem, as it says, test me now in this to see if I will not open your, for you the windows of heaven to reward you from doing the mitzvot. This is in Malahi. And it says, trust in Hashem forever, Yeshayahu. So yet another toxic factor when it comes to certainty in Hashem is the human weakness to attribute events and phenomena only to the part of the phenomenon we directly experience without understanding the whole picture. We are fragmented people, we live in a fragmented world, and we are only capable of seeing little tidbits of what really is going on. We're not capable of seeing the whole picture. We don't have that vision. There are some people that have that. We can see life in hindsight, we can see now what 20 years ago happened and why it had to happen and where it took us and why we're where we are. We can see that. But we, to look at the whole picture, it's very hard. It, the world is really like um, the back of a carpet of a beautiful rug. If you turn it around, a hand-sewn rug, you'll see a lot of... Uh, 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 um, a thread goes from one side to the other, there's a knot here, there's a knot there, nothing makes sense. But if you turn it around, you have a beautiful rug. So that's the first thing that, um, that is a, a factor that weakens the attribute of bitajon. We fail to understand that the most obvious and apparent element in a process is often the one that least able to help or hurt the person experiencing it. In fact, it is the element of the process that is furthest removed from the final one that we actually experience that has the ability, even though we don't really, re really see it or realize it. So Rabbi Pakuda gives us here an, an, an allegory and he gives us a story of a king who decides to punish one of, two of his subjects and the king decides he's gonna punish this guy and he hands the order over to the prime minister 
and the prime minister then gives the order to the police commissioner and then the police commissioner he relates the order to the chief of police and then he goes he goes and he hands it over to the captain and the captain instructs a sergeant who orders two constables to inflict the, the order of the king. So when this guy is being punished, he doesn't see that it comes from the king. He thinks it comes from the constables. He doesn't see where it's coming from. The sages often point to the fact that a dog bites a stick that is beating it. Like if you're hitting a dog with a stick, the, the dog will bite the stick but he doesn't realize that it's a person that's holding the stick and it's hitting him. So this is an allegory, it's a story to show us that we say, no, it's the bat, no, it's the Wuhan market, no, it was lab, a lab a, a biological weapon that was done by China. But at the end, we fail to realize that everything comes from Hashem. Really, this comes from God. It comes from God. He allowed it. He made it possible. So through this illustration, it is obvious that the cause of the suffering and therefore the one to alleviate it lies the furthest away from the actual plan. And that's the problem. We, we don't look at the, at, the, at the cause. We only look at the effect. But if we would go to the cause of whatever problem we're going through and we try to fix that cause, then we will be able to see that everything comes from Hashem and everything comes with a good reason. So the key principle then is as follows. The more a person is certain that Hashem protects him and controls the welfare, the more he will come to trust and interact directly with him. The more you see the hand of God in your life, the more you say Hashem runs the world, Hashem is the one that feeds me, it's not my job the one that gives me my food and my sustenance, it is Hashem the one that gives me what I, what I have, the more connected, the more bitajon you're going to have. So I can offer you another illustration here that will make this a point. When you were a baby, you depended on your mother's milk. You bought me, you brought me from the womb, you made me depend on my mother's breast. This is in Tehillim 22. And after a while, you came to trust your mother herself due to her care and protection for you. Surely, this is Ibid, I have calmed and quieted myself like a weaned child with his mother. Later, still you realize the pri pivotal role of your father's place in enabling and directing your life. And so you transfer your trust to him. So first, when you're a baby, you know who feeds you. It's your mom, right? So all your trust is in your mom. But who gave you your mom? Hashem. Eventually, you're able to seek out a livelihood for yourself. And then you're not trusting your father or your mother. You're trusting yourself. I can make it. I went to college. I have a degree. I'm intelligent. I'm going to make my living. So far, you still have not understood how everything and everyone who has helped and nurtured you so far did so through, through Hashem. You know, I remember there was this boy, I was one having a conversation with himself, with him, and he said to me, no, I have to be my, I have to do it on my own. I have to do it on my own. I have to be a self-made man. And I looked at him and said, you know, it's arrogant to think like that. You never make it on your own. First of all, who gave you life? Hashem. He gave you parents. He gave, your parents gave you a home. They, he, they gave you love. They gave you education. They sent you to the school. They sent you to college. You have great teachers that taught you how to work, how to, to go out into the world and earn a living. 
You don't make yourself. There's always someone taking care of you. You have to be grateful. We don't make it on our own. So you will also turn to Hashem if there is a flood or an epidemic. It's, it's funny that when something like what's going on right now, we realize, oh, oh, this is bigger than what we think. This is bigger than we can ever experience or imagine. And this, this is from Hashem. Really, this epidemic is from Hashem, and He's the only one that can take us out of it. Now you hear everybody has God's name in their mouth. May Hashem save us. May Hashem send the cure. Hopefully God will take us out of this, right? So when you recognize Hashem with more sophistication, you come to trust and rely on Him even in areas where you feel you have, come a bit, you have some ability to act and manipulate events. So even if you have a certain responsibility to show up to work, to wake up in the morning and go and work and, and toil, at the end, you know that Hashem is in control. You don't manipulate anything. So as your understanding fully matures, you will come to rely on Hashem regarding all matters of your income. So first, you know that it is up to you to show up, to, to put the face, to put the, create the vessel so the braha can come down. Then you understand that everything in your, in your income is reliable on Hashem. You, you don't do anything. So the next level of recognition is to understand the degree of concern and compassion Hashem has for His creation. And this is very, very important. That you have to feel loved. You have to feel that you, that you matter. That Hashem really cares about you. And then you will be content with whatever Hashem decrees upon you. Not just verbally, but truly in the depths of your heart. When you understand that Hashem is the one that takes care of you and He does it out of love, at this level, you do not look to things that Hashem has not chosen for you. If you're, if you're struggling with Parnassah, it's something Hashem sent you because this is, this is what you need at this moment. This is part of your growth. This is part of your, of your, of your uh, journey in this world. This is something you have to experience in life for whatever reason it is. You, this is something that really has a purpose. Instead, you embrace and want only what He has chosen for you. When a person has real bitajon, he will not be upset at God. He won't be stressed. He will, he will embrace it because this is what God wants from me. doesn't mean that he's not going to go out and look for a job. It doesn't mean that he's not going to go and work and do the best he can. But at the end, he understands that everything he has is really what Hashem wants that he has. So one Balbitajon who said, there's one Balbitajon who expressed it. I never once woke up in the morning and desired a different set of circumstances than the one I was in. You know, many people today are wishing that this thing leaves us and, and, and disappears. And, and it's normal that you would want that. You, would, you don't want this. Obviously, nobody wants it. But a person that has true bitajon will say, okay, this is what Hashem wants for me right now. I'm okay with it. I embrace it. This is what he wants. I am where I have to be. Obviously, deep inside a person wants to get rid of it, but in his life, in his way of thinking, he embraces it because this is necessary for his well-being. What we're going at right now is necessary for our, our well-being. So as you continue to grow further still, you will reach the level where you see Hashem even more clearly, and this will lead to a discovery of the purpose of which you were created. 
when your soul was sent to this world. Intriguingly, you will also start to perceive the nature of the world to come. You will not only live in this world, you'll start living for the world to come. So people, you see people that are spiritual, they're saying, yeah, I don't want to go back to my old life. I don't want to live like I used to live. I want to live in a higher way. I want to be a better person. I want, to, I, I want this world to be a healthy world in every sense of the way. We cannot go back to what we were. We want to be better. We want to bring Mashiach. We want to be, bring a world where there is redemption, where there's no sickness, where there's no people suffering, no, 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 no people suffering from Parnassa, from livelihood, there's no hunger, there's no suffering. This is what we should aspire. This is what we should be thinking about. So that in turn will lead to a rejection of the values and pleasures of this world and the things that lead to embracing those values. So the more connected you are to the world to come and what's awaiting for us, the less alluring will this material world be for you. The less. It's not going to be so important for you anymore. So instead, you will run towards Hashem in your thoughts and in your soul and in your body. And when you find yourself alone, you will be happy to think of Him. You will actually feel incomplete when you find yourself not thinking about Him and His greatness. Um, it's interesting. Rabbi Shlomo Wolbe was once asked why he was always, always prayed Minha early during the day. He always prayed Minha. Minha is the afternoon prayer, the earliest he could possibly do it. And he says because, because that he couldn't bear waiting, be, bearing, being away from Hashem for so long. From, from Shaharit to Minha almost at night time, he couldn't bear the thought that he could not be connected to God earlier. So he used to pray Minha just exactly at the time that he could pray Minha, and then he would do Arvid at the time he could do Arvid. But to think that he had to wait till the end of the day to pray Minha, he couldn't bear the thought that he was so, so far away from God. So when a person is constantly thinking about Hashem in his life, when he's really Hashem is part of his life, eh, he above anything to do, only he will do anything that he won't do anything that Hashem doesn't wish him to do. He only wants to be close to him. That's all he, all he cares. And that is the biggest happiness a person can experience, is the devekus, the attachment to God, to be connected to Hashem. And this then is the level of total certainty that prophets, saintly people, and the greatest achieve. This is where Moshe Rabbeinu was. He, he didn't imagine his life without being with Hashem next to him, in front of him, above him, pushing him, holding his hand at every moment of his day. So he finishes the chapter saying that these are the 10 stages of trust and certainty Abal Bitahon will be found graduating and passing through each of them. We find that the word Bitahon, trusting Hashem, or as we have translated it, certainty, has 10 expressions in Lashon HaKodesh in Hebrew language that point to these 10 levels. The first one is Miftah, which is trust. This is the lowest level. Then you have Mishan, which is support. The three is Tikva, which is hope in Hashem. Four is Maxeh, protection. Fifth is Toheles, anticipation. The sixth is Hikui, longing. Seven is Semiha, reliance. 
The eighth is savor, expectancy. Nine is misad, confidence. And the tenth one is hessel, which is assurance. So my braha to you and the braha that Rabbi Paia Pakuda sends to all of you at the end of the chapter of the Gate of Bitahon is may Hashem help us to join the ranks of those who have certainty in Him and help us give ourselves to His laws both outwardly and in our hearts. Amen. So we finish this, this gate of, of Bitahon, the gate of, uh, of um, Shar HaBitahon, which is the famous part of the Chodot HaLevavot. This is um, a chapter in this book that really should be learned constantly. We finished today, but we, you have it all, all in the livealittlehigher.com. You should constantly go and review it and learn it again and learn it again and learn it again till it's refined and refined and refined. It's like a diamond. The more you polish, the more it shines. So may we always shine. May we always be connected to Hashem. May we always want to be connected to God. And in that way, we can really come to experience the true joy that Hashem has uh, allotted to us that it's he wants to give it to us this is the whole purpose of creation is he wants to give us this this joy this happiness and uh, this is the way to achieve it so remember live a little higher thank you